0: Welcome to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast, brought to you by Asphalas Advisors and the Disaster Recovery Journal. Crisis management in today's world is an ever-changing environment, and this podcast is our commitment to helping you navigate and have successful outcomes for any crisis you face. I'm your host, Vanessa Matthews. I'm a specialist in providing insights and solutions for crisis, continuity, and resilience across industries, from real estate and healthcare to terrorism in the airline and transportation worlds. No matter what industry you're in, this podcast will provide you with the tools to build resilience in your organization. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Resilience Decoded podcast. Today, we're going to be talking with Venus Arthur. She is the Director of Administration with Aspalis Advisors, and the title of her podcast episode today is Attracting and Recruiting Talent for a Crisis Management Company. But before we get started, I wanted to share a few resilience resources and reminders. The Disaster Recovery Journal hosts webinars, conferences, and everything that, that you can imagine. Uh, so please be sure to check out their website to stay abreast of the current events that they have going on. You can register with the link in our show notes. As follows advisors, please be sure to check out the Road to Resilience program and look at the updates and the opportunities, as well as if you would like to book your host, Vanessa Matthews, as a speaker, please feel free to go to our website, asfalisadvisors.com slash public speaking. And then lastly, if you've enjoyed our podcast, we would be so grateful if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps us as well as the listeners to find us. And it also helps to ensure that we know you're getting value from today's episode. So let's dive right in. Thank you, Venus, for joining the podcast. You're the first person from the Asfalis
1: team to be here. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
0: So, um, can you tell our listeners just a little bit more about you and your background?
1: Uh, so I reside in Atlanta, Georgia. I spent the majority of my career managing budgets for municipal governments and preparing personal and small business income tax returns. And although my graduate degrees are in accounting and finance, my undergrad is in human resources and business. So I am an introvert, but I really love people and I'm grateful to have the opportunity to find qualified talent for osphalus advisors. Awesome. So here's one thing I like about Venus. What she told me a while back, she said, okay.
0: I don't like word documents, I like excel documents and I was like you're such a numbers person. <laughs> That's my happy space. <laughs> so, attracting, recruiting talent for a crisis management company, um what type of talent are you looking for
1: at Esfolis understanding our scope is crisis management? Great question. Thank you for asking me. Been waiting for someone to ask me this. I'm looking for experts, leaders, strong, confident people that can take control when things don't go according to plans. Uh, A person that can think quickly during a crisis and develop a plan towards the next step to stop the ship from sinking. In my mind, that person is competent and they can complete the task identified in in the job description that they apply for. So the ideal candidate for us policy advisors is capable and creative with the willingness to take on responsibility and be committed to the company's growth. Character and values matter too. And it also matters to the clients we serve and the members on our team. So compatibility to our culture of excellence is a huge factor for me when I'm searching for talent. You know what?
0: Um, let me just tell you guys that prior to hiring Venus, I was hiring talent in my own silo. And quite frankly, I was in the wrong seat. You do not want Vanessa hiring and attracting your talent. Mm -mm. Venus has proven that I have been making some mistakes.
1: (laughs) We're getting there. I think we are moving in the right direction now.
0: (laughs) we've learned a lot of
1: lessons. (laughs) We've learned a lot of lessons. Absolutely. All
0: right. So I am typically the person that's on the third round of interviews for Asfalis. Um, So question for you is what challenges have
1: you noticed as you are recruiting talent? So we hire advisors from all over the United States. We are remote based business, which is one of the perks for working with our company. And one of the biggest challenges I've faced when searching for talent is interview etiquette. So I'm going to phrase this section as um, things you do not want to do during a virtual interview. How about that? Okay. So first of all, please don't forget to research the company and the job description that you are applying for. That is very, very important. Secondly, please do not come to the interview late, L-A-T-E, late, Please do not choose the wrong, W-R-O-N-G, outfit. Do not choose the wrong outfit. Please do not interview in a messy space or place. Please don't assume your technology will work without you doing a dry run. And about 15 to 20 years ago, when we used to go interview in person, we would actually do a dry run to the location the night before so that we knew where to park, what to do, how far the walk was. Please take some time to make sure your technology works for an online interview. And then lastly, and most importantly to me, because one of our core values is treat the janitor like the CEO, please don't forget to thank the interviewers for their time. Expectation is that a thank you email will be delivered within one to two days of your interview, if not sooner. So the same level of professionalism and interview etiquette is expected for online interviews, just like you would be in person. Whew, I'm glad I got that off my chest, thank you. So
0: at follows we are focused, so our word for the year is anchor. And we're focused on being anchored in every single thing that we do, from our core values, to our strategy, to our products and services. That's our one word, that's the thing that we're trying to get everybody to align to. We're also focused on, and you guys have probably heard me say this, the right people in the right seats, doing the right things aligned to the right strategy. And the only other thing that I would add to what Venus shared as a challenge is what I do not like is when people expect to spend time <laughs> with the team, whether you are hiring for a job at a specialist or some other company, but you haven't done your due diligence to research the organization that you're applying for. I mean, that that is, so if, if we think about our role in the crisis management field, how are you prepared if you haven't done the due diligence necessary. It, it's, it's almost an oxymoron for what we do as professionals. So thank you for sharing those challenges. Clearly um, you have experience there.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the last one you just reiterated was my first one. Please don't forget to research the company and at least know something about the company. We're everywhere on all social media platforms, um, you know, even on the job posting, we, we list the website, like at least know the website. So now
0: with that clear, and with that understanding, um, what lessons have you learned? Because you're you, you know, prior to as fall as I don't think you were in an HR recruiting and attraction role, you, you really are a finance person, right? So what lessons have you learned that have improved your approach? So I learned that you
1: can use Excel for recruiting talent. (laughs) I also, Excel is the bomb. I also learned that the more time we spend building the relationships with potential uh, candidates, the better. Uh, My goal is to screen and find a bit of common ground to connect with each each applicant, you know, prior to their face-to-face interview, because I know that, you know, doing Zoom interviews can be a little intimidating if if you're a people person. You know, I intro, You know, I'm an introvert, so it doesn't bother me. But I understand that that could be challenging for some people. Um, after I review those applicants, I you know I start with that phone screen. I confirm their basic requirements, and then I let them just talk to me, just be authentic, share information with me that will help them warrant a face to face interview with our panel. Everyone doesn't get to meet our panel. Um, and then during that first panel interview, uh, we use our core values um, to make sure that the candidates are a good fit for our company culture. There is a thorough review of the technical skills required. And if they are masters in their field, they are interviewed by the hiring manager and the CEO. Uh, we personally verify references before the final rounds of interviews are conducted. And this helps us get to know the candidates better and hone in on their key strengths You know, from those who have worked with them or worked for them. The process seems to be working for us because we've got great people on our team. I agree. And you know what? I think another thing that's important about the
0: process is it's, it's, it's there to help you mitigate the risk of hiring the wrong talent. And here's why. Um, I don't know if I've shared this before on a podcast, but I made a bad decision in 2018, which then cost me a quarter million dollars of revenue in 2019. Hmm. One bad hire a quarter million dollars. Ouch. <laughs> and, and because Venus wears two hats at Asfalis finance and HR, she just finished paying for my mishaps in 2019, two years later. yeah. So for us at Asphalus, the core values are the non-negotiables Absolutely. and we have strategic things in our process to help us mitigate that risk So for those of you who might be interviewing or who might be attracting talent at a different company, what I hope I'm conveying is really honing in on on your core values of the organization and your team may be one of many things that you could do to mitigate the risk of hiring the wrong talent for your company. So next question for you is, do you have any techniques that you have found that um, are working well to help you identify
1: great talent? To be honest with you, um, uh, the best technique I've found for great talent is through our advisors. The follow advisors. They, they each know someone that's just as good as they are because iron sharpens iron, right? That's an awesome source for me and a technique that I use. I bounce things off of the people we have when I'm searching for new people. And, uh, it's been, you know, it's been a great resource for me.
0: I would also say, so I on, I'm on the other side of the company and a lot of what I do is on the marketing and sales side. So we've hired a um, marketing team from South Africa who's been amazing. And from my perspective, market, marketing should serve two roles. Number one, you identify and attract the right talent. Yeah. Number two, you continue to um, advertise your products and services so that Um, you can increase the sales for the organization. So again, if you're a business continuity, resiliency, corporate security person, how can you leverage your partnership with marketing to help you get the right quality talent that you're looking for? That I will tell you, I get more emails and more messages on LinkedIn and Twitter and recommendations because every time we post a job, and the things that we talk about and, and what we share about the roles that we're looking for, people pay attention. And what I've also noticed is through this podcast and through all of you who've helped us to achieve 16,000 plus downloads and counting globally, is people listen to this podcast and what we talk about in yeah. terms of, you know, where we see things in, in this world and, you know, what the values are that we all may have. Uh, those are things that matter to these candidates and and it's, It's becoming a little bit easier to find like-minded people who align from a values standpoint. So that's another tip is to leverage your, your marketing teams to help you get the word out. Yeah. We talked a little bit about the core values and how you leverage them through recruitment. So what I'd like to do is really for the last question, um, what recommendations do you have for hiring managers like yourself? or people who are managing HR recruitment processes for um, you know, how they are seeking employment or seeking talent in this profession? What, what recommendations can you share with somebody who's in your shoes?
1: Somebody that's in my shoes, um, I would say when you're looking for talent in this industry, um, look for the candidate that is a student of their craft. It's kind of hard to see on a resume, but it but it, it has worked for me. Um, look for that authenticity, right? During the interview, I look for the candidate and I would suggest you look for the candidate that shows up as their best self. The person that may be aspiring to be a leader, but are not in the leader role, but you can see that they've prospered where they've been planted, right? You can see their growth in their role because they can tell you how they were moved up in jobs. You know, hey, I had to train you know, my successor before they promoted me. Look for that person that has exhibited, hey, I will work hard because I want to get to the next level because we all want to do that. We all want that person around us, right? And for the candidates, (laughs) I want you to be passionate about helping people plan for a catastrophe. Like don't be afraid to run into the fire, right? And lastly, for all recruiters, uh, for all applicants, Please don't keep us a secret. We are follows as as Advisors and we are hiring. Check out our career section at ww.asphilessadvisors.com. <laughs> well,
0: well said. Well said. Only thing I would add to that is something that I look for when it's my turn to uh, engage in the interview process. If I can't see myself stuck with you at an airport for eight to 12 hours. And I'm just sitting there. Only thing that's open is a bar or, you know, some restaurant with a cold sandwich that's like molded or something. If I can't see myself stuck with you in the airport, it's, it's a no. <laughs> just being candid. So, I mean, you got to think about it. Like at the end of the day, we work with people in this profession. Like it's all about relationships and, and partnerships. And so you want to make sure that you have the, the right people. So Venus, I want to thank you for being the first member of our team to join the podcast. Alrighty. So thank you for listening to the business resilience decoded podcast brought to you by a advisors and the disaster recovery journal. Make sure you check out the show notes for this episode to see all the upcoming events, programs, and ways that we can support you in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe to the show, wherever you get your podcast, leave us a review and share it with a friend or colleague. If you get value from the episode, thanks again. And we'll see you on the next episode.